no murderer had before or has since caused such a sensation, passed so quickly into folklore or gained an image, top hat, cape and gladstone bag that is truly iconic, as instantly recognisable as Sherlock Holmes's deer stalker and Meerschaum pipe and as capable of conveying a meaning understood around the world even by people who know nothing about the Ripper or what he did or that he, unlike Holmes, actually existed. Paul Beggs, Jack the Ripper, the facts. And with that, I would like you to enter our third Halloween episode. And this time we are touching on the mythological man who was very, very real and did actually commit these heinous crimes, Jack the Ripper. Um, but with me, as always, from across the Atlantic, is my fellow detective, Mike. And how have you been? Hey, I've been pretty good. I really can't complain. Uh, still in the twilight zone and feeling pretty good in this moment. So just happy to be here and learn all about murder. Um, because tis the season for murder, apparently. And how about yourself? How are you doing? Um... Yeah, um, health-wise, a bit, but other than that, I'm uh, I'm okay. Um, been playing with many, many new gadgets, which will be I'll be reviewing post-Halloween season. Um, once we're back into the the swing of the usual mix of uh, escapades we get up to. Nice, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, it's it's kind of appropriate that you're under the weather for you know this episode <laughs> yeah i feel i feel you do need a somber tone when talking about um jack the ripper so mike before we begin what is your idea of a serial killer a creepy old man that is generally intelligent generally and hunts a very specific prey or person it shouldn't be called a prey that's terrible but a person um mm -hmm hides their tracks generally well and possibly will lead clues to the people that stumble upon the body that's my basic definition mm -hmm. okay no that's, that's fair enough that's fair enough i mean i think the thing about the ripper case is uh, how famous is it your side of the, of the pond Everyone knows it. Everyone knows the name, but I don't think everyone knows the story, myself included. So, um, it's generally well known. I don't know if I like went into <laughs> um, my uh, where I work and be like, "Guys, know uh, Jack the Ripper?" And they'd be like, "What?" Uh, no, it, like it's not like one of those things for kids. You know that I I don't think a single kid would know. But I couldn't even tell you the first time I came across the name. But it, it's so soldered into my memory and brain. I mean. Uh, there are so many Netflix documentaries and everything on serial killers, and like there is yeah. there isn't really one on this. I had to dive deep into YouTube, so um, I know the general stuff. He murders uh, people, so yeah. But, uh, yeah. but basically, about about him is it that he's he's one of the very few serial killers that has his own law <laughs> built up around him, which is a terrible thing to say. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, uh, he's actually, there's so many myths about him and there's so many different theories about who he was. Um, but like when I, I think when I said to you when we were doing an episode on the Ripper, I said it's the, Mike Mike actually said, why? And I said, well, it's the greatest whodunit ever. <laughs> um, yeah. Because it, it, is, it is truly a, a great whodunit. He didn't kill the most. Um, by far, he, he, he literally came in a couple of months, gone. Um, they they dubbed it at the time, and it has since been known as the Autumn of Terror, um, because I think it was the shocking audacity of his crimes. Um, what he actually did, you know, people were murdered before, um, and they didn't. They they probably got away with it. Um, you know, he wasn't the only serial killer operating in London. There was a killer the year before called the Torso Murderer. He would leave torsos along the river and he was never caught never linked to jack the ripper completely different mo uh, so london at the time did have its fair share of serial killers but i think the thing that 
got Jack to the level of notoriety that he is, is the fact that he uh, came about with the rise of media. Um, what yeah, what that, year it, and time know. are we talking? This was 1888. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is 1888. If you can imagine London at the time. Uh, for those interested in London around the era, I can recommend um, Jack London, one of your own, uh, The People from the Abyss. Nice. Where he, People from the Abyss, where he actually went and stayed. He was in London. Um, it's a little bit like after this, and he wanted to explore the workhouses of London, where they'd, they'd crowd their poor in to um, basically get them off the streets and teach them a lesson for being poor. That's the general idea of it. Wow. And he he basically impoverished himself and went and lived amongst the poor. Um, you're talking a successful author at the time. Took all of his funds away. Um, gave himself an emergency uh, couple of coins sewn into his terrible clothes and went and lived amongst the poor for a few months just to see what it was like. And we're talking about an era where um, people were, you had sometimes like 12 to a room. And these are, these, these are like boarding houses. You have 12 people in a room. Or you'd have timeshare beds where one person had it for eight hours. Then someone else came and had it. And then someone else came and had it. Yeah. And yeah, and so these, this is around the time when it was some of the worst con living conditions you could possibly imagine. Um, Whitechapel at the time was just one of the worst areas <laughs> it's the worst area in london you imagine a rabbit's warren of tunnels um which served as streets and you've got the the local docks people coming in and going out you've got butchers you've got craftsmen all plying their trade you've got abattoirs in the area um you've got prostitution you've got alcoholism you've got murder you've got rape you've got theft you've got this whole cesspit where police don't even like being around there and this is the time the police had only been around you know the modern police force had only been around for about 10 20 years at most hmm. um so this is the kind of area you're dealing with it's almost lawless and on top of that you've actually got uh the media starting to become known around as a global media rather than just a local media um, so it really was a, a powder keg waiting to go off and then you have um, something like this actually actually happen um, now there's a lot of argument as well over how many he actually killed um, canonically and I'm using quote air quotation marks um, it's generally accepted he killed five uh, sometimes people say he killed more sometimes he say he killed less um, a lot of people think you know he goes into double figures um, there were a lot of murders around the same time that were very similar to him but not quite how he actually struck um, now the first one we'll, we'll go into uh, so let, let me take you back to a time Mike let me take you back to 1888 mm. it's August 30, it's August 31st in 1888 you're walking along a street late at night ah oh, you're walking <laughs> <laughs> wow you're really setting the tone by sounding like you're about to be murdered god <laughs> yeah well yeah. we're getting into it I mean what you're describing is generally like just I feel every place has a place like this it doesn't have to be 1888 yep. it's like there's places in America, there's places everywhere where it's just a slum. It's like, you know, not a place cops want to be or anyone wants to be. Mm -hmm. um, but you paint the picture so beautifully. And I like the powder keg analogy. And, like, it sounds like he's the one that set this off. And he's just like, all right, mm -hmm. things are bad. Let's see how bad we can make them. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so this is in London, you said, correct? This is a, this is a okay. Does yeah, Whitechapel is, still um, exist? Uh, yeah, it still still exists. Is it still the, the worst finest... place to be? Uh, it's not so bad now. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, funny enough, when you go there, they are a bit sensitive about people going on ripper tours. Um, they have these tours. They have them a lot. Nice. Yeah, you have experts. There's, there's a lot of experts. Some people make a career out of this. Um, there was a chap called Donald Rumble, retired policeman. Mm. Um, he used to conduct a ripper tour, very, very, very good one. 
awesome. another guy called Stuart Evans. He was another guy who did a lot of repertoires, again, retired policemen. Uh, and these, these are all armchair sleuths who are actually policemen, but they, of course, they go to work for the Met and they start hearing about the Ripper and they get it in their head, I want to solve this. And through wanting to solve it, you become an expert on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't die before the end of this episode, I think like you should take a Ripper tour, record it, and that would be really, really interesting. How far are you away from my chapel? Is it far? Uh, I could I could drive there in forty minutes. Nice. Not, All right. It's not that far. All right. It's it's really not that far. And if you do die, I'll like pile your carcass on like I don't know a wagon, and then I'll just take the tour and be like, "Yep, this is one of Jack the Ripper's <laughs> actual corpses. We've dug him up. His name was Glenn." So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't don't let me deter you from the beautiful haunted no, no, place no. you painted for yeah. us. So. It's 31st of August, 1888. So a young lady, well, 43, by the name of her, Marianne Nichols, is on her way home. And she's going along a place called Brick Lane in Spitalfields, which, uh, again, is very fantastic for all these little kooky eateries these days. I've been there quite a bit. So she's seen in a pub called The Frying Pan in there. She leaves there about mid midnight. Uh, so she goes back to her lodgings and then she can't afford her bed for the night so she basically goes goes out to earn the money um, how she's doing that you can well imagine um, yep and she her last word she actually says to anyone is um, basically I'll soon get my DOS money see what a jolly bonnet I've got now so she's saying look at my nice hat this is how I'm gonna get my money I look more feminine than the other women out there and and trust me on this right the, these were not they're not julia roberts <laughs> level of pretty women these are women who've had led hard lives and this is the only way they can actually earn money i appreciate your translation i really do because whatever you said first sounded like you know another language but uh thank you for translating to us americans <laughs> <laughs> so she's last seen at 2 30 a.m uh, and you got to got to remember right at the time this isn't sleepy night time um these these places are still heaving at night if the streets aren't deserted there's the streets if don't you're out sleep after dark yeah you're probably still up to no good yeah um is anyone so up to good late... at 2:30 in the morning i mean <laughs> unless you're like a mahler or like a poet or something like working like whenever i see people out at 2:30 or when i've been out at 2:30 it, it's not for like a beautiful walk or a stroll on, under the moonlit night, you know. <laughs> People are usually doing terrible things. So, but ugh. yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm normally out as a vigilante around that time, um, <laughs> <laughs> like mask, you know, Billy Club. Wow! I just call myself. The club to hear people <laughs> randomly. <laughs> like, oh god, it's that weird guy with the mask in the club. Watch out! Put your kids inside. <laughs> um, so yeah, about two thirty, she's uh, a lady that by the name of Emily Holland is walking down a place called Osborne Street, Ozzy and Osborne. she sees Nichols. Uh, yeah, named after him. Awesome. Funny enough. Wow, in eighteen eighty. Um, <laughs> so she sees Nichols out of her face, slumped against the wall of a grocer's shop. Um, she tries to get Nichols to come back to the DOS house, but Nichols refused, stating, I've had my lodge money three times today and I've spent it. So basically saying, nah, this is it. This is me, me done. Damn so right. she leaves her be, bids her good night. <laughs> In the trash can. Room. Have a lovely slumber, <laughs> miss. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, now this this is uh, an infamous place called Bucks Row. So the next that's the last time she's seen it. An hour and ten minutes later, a carman. The hell's a carman? Charles Allen Cross. Uh, it's somebody who drives carriages. Drives hitches. Um, carriages. You oh, know, so horses. Okay. Yeah, it's called it's called a carman. Okay. Um, so he is coming out. So he goes to unlock and get ready for his row. He goes to the stables and he discovers what he thinks is tarpaulin lying on the ground. Um, so what happens here is he says, oh, that's, that's strange. What's that doing down there? Uh, he, he takes a look and what he actually discovers is it's the body of a woman 
and this woman is on her back, eyes open, legs straight, skirt raised above her knees, and her left hand's touching the gate of the stable entrance. Uh, so he's he's shocked there. Another passing cart driver on his way to work, a guy called Robert Paul. He comes across and looks, and he observes um, the original guy, Cross, staring at the body. Cross says, come and have a look at this. They both start looking at the body, and they think she's unconscious to start with. They think this woman's unconscious. Uh, they pull her skirt down to cover a low body, and then they go off to find a policeman. Uh, a guy called jo Jonas Meisen, PC Jonas Meisen, police officer, they find him, and they informs them of their discovery. So she looks either dead or drunk, but for my part, I believe she's dead. They come back, so... At this time, he's on the way back with these two guys. Another policeman is, is on his way there, and he has a lantern. And he's on his beat, and he holds up his lantern, and he basically discovers the body. Uh, and he's a woman with a throat cut. That's what that's what actually okay, okay, they okay. shout out. we we got to stop. All right. Yep. It took seven, seven people. To figure out that her throat yep. slit first, oh, her yep, midriff no, 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 is showing. No, no. Yep. And you got to understand that there's there's no nighttime lights here. No, there's I understand nothing. that this, this place is pitch black. So how did he see her in the first place? He just tripped over this dead woman. Pretty much, he's he's walking along and he's like, "What the hell is that?" Kind of goes in close to look, and you've only got the natural light there. So he's like, "That's someone there." Uh, and he kind of saw this guy there but you you got to imagine just how dark yeah. this is okay all right um so, there, there's no there's no gas lamps or anything no. just, so the one cop with yeah. the light comes over and it's just and seven people go ah like yeah okay yeah all right cool i just so want what, to clarify what, what yeah so what they see is um they've got like a little a little build-up going on now a lot of police turning up and what they find is she's got two deep knife wounds on her neck uh, and they fetch a surgeon called Dr. Lewin, who pronounces her dead. So you can't actually say someone's dead until the doctor does it. Oh, really? With a throat slit? You really? You, yeah, you can't but you, just... you can't because you're insinuating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what they do is they move the body to the morgue, and that's that. Now <laughs> that's that dead is a doornail. <laughs> Sorry, what's her name? Emma Eroline uh, Coraline. Who is what's what's her name? Marianne Nichols. Yeah, I was close. Okay, yep. Marianne Nichols and her uh, cousin uh, yep. Tommy Quarters and Susie, Fifty Cent, uh, whatever. <sighs> now, what happens is they get to the morgue and they notice more. There's more injuries on her body. So, um, so what it looks like is uh, she's got bruising coming out, and she's got a lot of a lot of cut marks and stab marks to her. Um, she's got around her lady areas her abdomen been mutilated a lot of wounds going on here um been done very very quickly and they estimate the knife is around six to eight inches um so and these have been done in a violent thrusting manner so we're talking as opposed to a tender loving manner <laughs> <laughs> rather than slicing the, these are proper proper stabbings oh, okay. yeah um so what they're actually surprised about um, is the lack of blood at the scene. That's one of the other things they're actually actually surprised about. Is uh, they had enough to fill two large wine glasses or half a pint at the outside, and they believe she was facing an attacker when he cut her throat. So death would have been instantaneous. Mm -hmm. um, however, the uh, the mutilations would have been done after she died. So he basically he's let her die and then he's messed the body up afterwards. Um, well, which um, is going to become a thing later on that we will explain. This is part of his um, mo. So that is the first one done there, and the they rule it as it's it's a murder. So they take these things very very seriously. That that's the murder done there. They they work out who did it. Um, they know, you know, this is before fingerprints. <laughs> this is before CCTV. Uh, to actually get caught doing this, you would actually have to be caught doing it. So it was just uh, easier to murder back then. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No you lights. Could, could just be like, away. hey, how are? 
and just kill. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, one of the one of the interesting little nerdy bits about this is they actually changed policemen's shoes because of this guy. Uh, they went from having a hard sole to actually a rubber sole that made no noise. Mm. Um, because they didn't want them to announce, obviously, they're walking. So uh, they changed their shoes for these. But this that's later on. Okay. So what what's happened is they've they've done an inquest. They've seen the body she was killed by a very sharp knife um but again at the time it's a prostitute that's been murdered it's not a member of the royal family um it was investigated <laughs> very sad it's investigated at the time um and it's just put to bed as she's just crossed the wrong person that's kind of where they go with mm-hmm. um she's been murdered um but they've, they've just crossed the wrong person now we're talking at a time as well uh, in Whitechapel is if you were walking around covered in blood it wasn't that unusual at the time. What? Um, yeah, I mean you had a lot of people working in things like slaughterhouses um, where it's very, very familiar to see someone covered in blood, blood on their hands because it's their job. They've been chopping stuff up all day. Well, what, they didn't um, have so sinks? No. No. Not, not, uh, no, saying, no, no, no what, running they, water. Would, have, this place sounds like the desert. Okay, they have nothing. Uh, this this place was the equivalent of um, if you could imagine imagine ancient Rome meeting the modern day. This was on the edge where you had a water pump. People didn't have water in the home. You had a water pump on the edge of a street where you would have gone and got your water from. Right. Um, so yeah, it's 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 you wouldn't want to live there. You wouldn't even want to walk around there. Yeah, this sounds. This uh, is getting so, worse. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you, you're getting this image in your head. So, uh, what happens there is, this guy who's done this, you're never going to find him. He can just walk into a crowd, and people just go, "It's a butcher. It's a slaughterer." Mm. Um, so, people walking around with knives covered in blood isn't that <laughs> uncommon in the area. So it's just Halloween it sounds... 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> yep. Which it sounds crazy, I know, but that, that's that's how it was at the time. Is um, okay. yeah, pe- people covered in blood. It's it's not actually that uncommon. So <laughs> it's just Game of Thrones. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. Um, yeah. So what what happens there is um, it, it gets a small mention in the press, and um, there's some speculation in the press that a gang did it, uh, but they do link it to some other murders that are in the area, but. In uh, review, these murders aren't quite similar, so they they rule them out as uh, being related. So that that's that's that one done the way. So uh, very bad. Well, it's very sad. A, a lady's lost her life there, um, and we thought that would be that, but it's not. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more because um, eight days later. On September 8th, 1888, a lady by the name of Annie Chapman uh, crosses the Rippers, uh, Rippers Path. And again, what she's got in common with uh, Marianne Nichols is she is a lady of the night. And she picked her name out of a hat, just like both of them did. I mean, (laughs) what are these names? Come on. I'm sorry. We have to do yeah. an episode on names one day, Glenn, but that's... that's yeah, we, we do. Uh, so she was known as Dark Annie because of her dark complexion. Uh, and, wow. you know, her occupation at the time was a servant, but she wasn't a servant. She was um, turning tricks to make extra money, um, which, again, wasn't a career choice I imagine she wanted. Um <laughs> You put it so elegantly. Yeah, I don't think any kid <laughs> aspires to do that, okay? Or any person. I, 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 I don't know, this day and age, I know a lot of people who would um, see that as a career. Well, um, it is. I don't know. I don't I don't. Okay. So Anne Hathaway didn't see herself as a prostitute. Okay. Yeah. No. None of that. So what happens there is um, basically she's last seen with a man who says, will you? And Annie replies, yes. So she's with a punter. Um, Now this is in a place called Brick Lane. This is around 5.30am. So this one's not even... It's not even dark this time. 
Um, so the eyewitness, Elizabeth Long, didn't actually get to uh, see anything. And what happens then is a few moments after the long sighting, a guy called Albert Kadosh, he's a carpenter. Uh, he's in his backyard going to use the toilet because toilets are in the garden then. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. Yep. Appreciate it. <laughs> and yeah. And what he hears is a woman saying no and then something falling against the fence. Now, the guy doesn't turn his head and look. He's just he knows better than to actually look um you know, he knows better than to actually look uh what's happening. <laughs> but what he's basically just had happen uh is he has been present at a ripper murder. <laughs> and if he had just turned and looked, he would have seen the face of Jack the Ripper, and this w- this would have been open over. Uh, he had a five foot fence; there was a chance he would have actually seen uh, who it was, and he doesn't look. That's that's the crazy thing about well, it. Well, maybe he ate some really bad chili or got food poisoning. You know, it's like sometimes yep. that takes precedence over a dead body right behind you. You know. Yep. So what again? What's happened here is. Um, there's bruising to the face. This is a lot of it. It's the size of a man's thumb. Uh, and what's specific. happened here... Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, uh, there's, there's, there's theories that it was a woman. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the throat had been cut as before. And there's been slices into the skin from the left side of her neck. Uh, there's clean cuts to the spine. And he's this, this, he's kind of got a bit further this time. He's basically laid out her lungs and intestines. Uh, he's taken the whole lot out. Uh, like he's literally stripped the innards out and just left it there. Um, so he's he's been busy and he's done this very 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 quickly. So what he's done is he pulled them out of the body and he's flung them over the shoulder of the corpse. Wow. Um, yep. It's you know there's brutality and then there's this. Um, I'm sure there there were people <clears throat> a lot worse before recorded history. Um, but he's made some cuts from her vagina going right down to the rectum. So he's mm-hmm. sliced that to pieces as well. There, this is a man who clearly clearly doesn't like like women. Um, so he's done this in roughly 15 minutes. Um, and the coroner who now examines um, Annie Chapman kind of comes to the conclusion this guy actually knows what he's doing a bit with anatomy. Um, so rather than being a random guy who's stabbing, he seems to be knowing where body parts are and where to cut. Um, so they're not saying he's a surgeon, which a lot of people have actually said, oh, it was a surgeon. Uh, but they're saying he, he knows enough about anatomy where to cut. It's the butcher. So, <laughs> yep. It, and it could be a butcher. So <clears throat> he then takes a lovely break and he's gone quiet he goes quiet for uh 22 days that's a break and then we yeah he takes a takes a break but then he is back in full force um and what happens here is this is the night of the double event now uh, the double event is basically he does two in one. Oh, like a double feature oh, okay um, yep he does he does he does two in one um, so his first victim is a lady called Elizabeth Stride, oh, come on. Uh, and yeah, these, these these are East End names. Yeah, right? and, the, and the next one is Penny Lane, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what he does here is um, basically Stride again. He's, he's he's seen with a man. Uh, it's the same. It's the same complexion. He's got a he's got a hat on. Wide brim, um, a light complexion, not overly tall, uh, quite stout, quite powerfully built. Uh, and she's seen with him and basically say, she's heard saying, no, not tonight, some other night. Um, and he sees her and what happens there is basically when she's found, uh, she's had her throat cut. And that's it. So these 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 people who found her, they're going into a working man's club. A working man's club. They have music. They have drinks. You have a bit of a sing song. Uh, you slag off the rich. Uh, although the rich would often come to these as a kind of you know day out. Um, and they find her 
and she's just had her throat cut and they think they think she's she's drunk to start with um this is similar and yep so they, they discover she's dead now here's the thing right this is the one they believe the ripper was actually in the yard when they entered so they think the ripper was actually there so these guys were very 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 close to jack the ripper her body's still warm it's like she's just literally dropped dead this is around 1 1 1 a.m um and the horses are acting up as well they're acting up very 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 strangely and they they said at the time they actually think he was probably in the yard when they discovered her so you've got this guy creeping around pitch black um but he's not done there no no he's not done there so what happens then is that night another another um, murder happens a lady called Catherine Eddowes is uh, found her throat is slit uh, yep that's one of the things there but I'm just going to I'm just going to send you a oh. couple of pictures oh god of... oh gee. no yep. why would you so, send that yep. to me just to <laughs> just to give you an idea this? oh my god this no. is actually yeah this is Catherine Eddowes I was just having like the best day and yeah, you sent so me I'll, this I'll, okay alright I, I will paint a picture for the people at all yeah I will describe what, what you'll see okay there. so Glenn I'm never going to forgive you for this wow alright um, I'm going to make it larger oh that's a bad idea okay let's go with the head her hair looks like a bird's nest um like the pigeon lady from Home Alone. Uh, you can't tell that she has a face because everything seems to be broken. Um, she's completely naked, so thanks for that, Glenn. Really appreciate it. And then, I don't know if this, it's the photo detail or anything, but there is like a zipper from her neck all the way down to, yeah. Yep. And it's zigzagging towards her stomach and... It looks like they sewed her back up, but it looks like basically you could have taken two hands and just opened her up and climbed in and done the Mexican hat dance. Um, it, yeah, they have done a great job of putting her back together. Uh, I'm assuming all this. And then the second picture he sent me looks like Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw. She has a straight up hole in the middle of her chest. And it's not large, but it's, it's enough to go something's wrong and then her in uh -huh. her throat is slit but the face the face is what's so jarring because it does it looks hmm, dead obviously but like really dead like hundreds of years old dead so yeah this really ruined my day so whatever you do don't go searching for pictures of uh what's her name penny lane this is yeah this is <laughs> Catherine Eddowes. yeah Catherine Eddowes, yeah. whatever audrey meadows whatever but this is a uh, this is disturbing, and it ruined my day. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. That's your, you're, you're very welcome. Now, what happens here is um, her left kidney gets removed. Yep. It's taken from the scene. Uh, by Jack or by the policeman? No, this is by Jack. Okay. He's, he's, he's taken a trophy here. Um, so this is the second person, and it's almost like he's making up for what he didn't get to do with um, Elizabeth Stride. Now, this is uh, the fourth victim, and what happens here is a chap by the name of George Lusk, who is heading up the uh, Whitechapel Vigilante Committee to find this guy. He receives a package in the post at his home address, and in it is half the kidney. What? And, yep, it's half a kidney, and with it is a letter addressed from hell um so from hell what from hell yeah uh so yeah what what i'm gonna do is uh i will uh read you the from hell letter while we're here oh great so lovely let me get a cup of tea and uh settle down from a letter from hell yeah okay so there's been no proof that this is um, <clears throat> actually written from Jack. So, or from uh, hell. <laughs> hell from hell. But yeah, this this is what he received um, in 15th of October. Um, so they've all they could tell from the kidney is someone who had Bright's disease. Um, Bright's? The author. 
Bright's disease. What the hell is yeah, Bright's like disease? A, is that the opposite of darkness uh, disease? It's, it's, it's like a it's like a um, parasite kind of disease oh. that breaks your system down. Uh, to do with large consumptions of cheap alcohol, I believe. Oh. Uh, so what happens here is uh, a lot of the a lot of the newspapers have already been receiving letters now. Um, the one before this I probably should read that is the Dear Boss letter, right? And the Dear Boss letter was received before this murder was done. Now the thing about the Dear Boss letter is this actually gives the name Jack the Ripper. Ooh. Um, so what happened here is uh, there's a lot of a lot of ideas that basically newspapermen are sending these letters in to get a better a better story out of it but the dear boss letter i'll read this one before i read it from hell so the dear boss is <clears throat> dear boss i keep on hearing the police have caught me but they won't fix me just yet i have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track that joke about leather apron gave me real fits now leather apron was a local butcher the police did kind of suspect um maybe jack the ripper but he was disproved it wasn't him um he continues in his letter, I am down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them till I get do get buckled. Buckled is caught. Um, grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You will soon hear of me of my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Ha ha. The next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ears off and send to the police officers just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp, I want to get to work right away if I get a chance. Good luck. Yours truly, Jack the Ripper. And afterwards he says, don't mind me giving the trade name. P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before I got all the red ink off my hands. Curse it. No luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. Um... Very well written letter. That, that's uh, an email. That's like a, a letter from MySpace from an emo kid. Come on. Yeah. Except for all exactly, the murder, yeah. but yeah, like. Yeah, it, and they, they were getting thousands of these. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, everyone with a pen was was writing, but um, the one the one the dear boss letter that kind of stuck out because he did actually cut part of an ear off um, for his next victim, but I think it's more coincidence than actually being from actual Jack the Ripper Damn. but it's this one the from hell letter that went to George Lusk it says sir <laughs> um, I sent you half the kidney I took from one woman and preserved it for you to other piece I fried and ate it was very nice I may send you the bloody knife that took it out if you only wait a while longer signed catch me when you can Mr. Lusk um, now this, this, this is the one letter that they uh, they do kind of think, um, they do kind of think it it may have been actually from him, based on um, the kind of letters he uses. The fact that <laughs> he he sent them a kidney, and they, you know that wasn't actually released at the time that she'd had a kidney missing. Um, yeah, but why is it called the so, from hell letter? That's what I want to know. I mean, I... because that that's where he addresses it from. The oh, postmark is from hell. Okay, um, that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, so. So he's yeah. like Hannibal Lecter at this point. He's just like eating yeah, organs. Yeah, yeah. He's he's eating organs. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that that's what happens there. Is that's the from hell letter there. So you've got the vigilante committee set up by a chap called George Lusk. Um, obviously, they didn't catch him. Um, and what else happens on the fourth night is there was some graffiti left on the walls and what the graffiti said is it's called it's actually anti-semitic graffiti um but it, it doesn't really come across as graffiti uh, when you read it out because it's uh it's so littered with colloquialisms at the time you, you just wouldn't have a clue what it says hmm. um so what it basically says on there is on us when I get it right make sure we get the right version so basically he says on the wall written in chalk is the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing um, and what they think happened there 
is there was another version but it was <laughs> some of it was washed off and it was the Jews are not the men to be blamed for nothing so what happens mm. there is Superintendent Arnold um, <laughs> who actually recorded it uh, he's got a varying account so they're not quite sure what it said but someone knew there was some anti-Semitic graffiti um, however they don't think it was related to the murders but it was certainly found um, with the second body um, and what happens there is a uh, it gets washed off <laughs> so you've got a crime scene um, and they're very worried about the actual um, what would happen and so a chap calls um, Charles Warren orders it to be washed off the walls he doesn't want anything to do with this um, basically he's worried it will, it, will, it will stir up a lot of um, anti-Semitic anger there was mm. a lot of anti-Semitism at the time you know there was a lot of uh, heavy Jewish concentration people that just didn't like Jewish in the area um, unfortunately so, so you know yeah same same thing as you see in every every place in the world today mm. um, people just want someone to blame and they, they, they normally pick a culture or, or an ethnicity uh, same thing was happening back then um, and then what happens then is uh, you've had this you've had Jack the Ripper you've had the Dear Boss letter um, you've had the From Hell letter with the kidney actually being sent in and then Jack goes quiet for a, a long time um, now he goes quiet for roughly five weeks mm -hmm. and from there you then have a lady uh, who is infamous in the fact that she um, was the last the last official uh, victim of the Ripper um, and her name was Mary Jane Kelly. Mary Shelley, got it. Yep. Mary Jane Kelly. Now, this one... Um, <laughs> I, yep. <laughs> well, yep. while you were doing all this uh, beautiful work, uh, I stumbled upon a, a wonderful site, and I was just looking for... Uh, these are called the Canonical Five, correct? Yeah. Okay. The like, Canonical Five. Yes. Uh, and... Of course, this site shows the victims, which is yep. horrendous. And like Martha Tabram, Mary Nichols, like you were not lying about these ladies not looking the way we would imagine mm -hmm. in like real life. But like you go down for the first four and you're like, okay, they're, they're, they've obviously passed on. Then you get to Catherine Eddowes and her face is ripped off. Like, mm -hmm. it, 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 he, I think he evolved, or, like, they took nicer pictures of the first four, uh, or three, but Catherine Eddowes, that poor, poor woman, because it's, yep. they took her kidney and her uterus. He took her uterus. Mm -hmm. Like, what? And you should see her face. But anyway, uh, yeah, Mary Kelly, uh... I'm excited to hear... I'm not excited. That is a, definitely not the word. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to you telling me about this because the picture of this makes Catherine Eddowes look like a Barbie doll. So talk to me about Mary Kelly. Okay, so what happened here is Mary Kelly was... Um, she was actually quite... A, not well-to-do, but she wasn't as far down the line as the others. Um, she was younger than them. Um, and what she had is basically she had a private room and what happens there is uh, basically she she basically took the ripper home and uh, a place called Miller's Court she's renting a room um, and she she took him home and he basically had all the privacy he wanted to actually do what he wanted and oh um, he did what he wanted oh oh yeah he he did what he, he wanted um so she's last seen around 3 a.m and someone hears a cry out at 4 a.m of old murder and then oh. it goes quiet um yeah okay. oh murder 
If I heard that at 3 a.m., I don't care where I am. I'm running. Yep. <laughs> oh, so, murder. yeah, this is, in, this is in Miller's Court. Someone hears, oh, murder. Um, and, and that's it. Uh, so what's odd about this one is some people actually saw Mary Kelly after she was found dead. Uh, which I'm not saying it's supernatural in any way. I think it's a case of confusion. Um, some people were absolutely adamant they saw her around 10.30 the next day. But what what basically did happen here is they think uh, Jack took took his time and then just left in the morning and walked off. Um, no one would have thought anything of it. He just kind of merged in with the crowd. So... I'm going to read out for the post-mortem here. This is what Mary. This is how they discovered Mary Kelly. Now, how they discovered her is um, a chap called John McCarthy uh, sends a chap called Thomas Boyer around to collect, basically rent money from Mary Kelly. Uh, Boyer knocks on the door, so he's uh, the door's locked, and there's a broken panel of glass in one of the windows so he pushes aside the curtain and he peers inside and he sees her body um, he informs his boss uh, and they run to the police station they speak for chapel inspector walter beck who returns to miller's court with mccarthy um, so they they wait they wait for dogs and they just get tired waiting for these dogs to turn up so they want bloodhounds on the scene is they smash open the door and they enter and they find her clothes neatly folded on a chair and she's wearing a chemise and her boots are in front of the fireplace um so his reports as follows so the body was lying naked in the middle of the bed the shoulders flat but the axis of the body inclined to the left side of the bed the head was turned on the left cheek the left arm was close to the body with the forearm flexed at a right angle and lying across the abdomen the right arm was slightly abducted from the body and rested on the mattress the elbow was bent, the forearms supine with the fingers clenched, the legs were wide apart, the left thigh at right angle to the trunk and the right forming an obtuse angle with a pubis. The whole of the surface of the abdomen and thighs was removed and the abdominal cavity emptied of its viscera. The breasts were cut off, the arms mutilated by several jagged wounds and the face hacked beyond recognition of the features. The tissues of the neck were severed all the way down to the bone. The viscera were found in various parts the uterus kidneys with one breast under the head, the other breast by the right foot, the liver between the feet, the intestines by the right side and the spleen by the left side of the body, the flaps removed from the abdomen and the thighs were on a table. Uh, the bed clothing at the right corner was saturated with blood and on the floor up beneath was a pool of blood covering about two feet square. The wall by the right of the bed and in line with the neck was marked by blood which had struck it in a number of separate splashes. The face was gashed in all directions, the nose, cheeks, eyebrows and ears being partly removed. The lips were blanched and cut by several incisions running obliquely down the chin. There are also numerous cuts extending regularly all across the features. Uh, the neck was cut through the skin and other tissues right down to the vertebrae. The fifth and sixth being deeply notched. So you're talking he's cutting into the bone. He's actually cut through flesh and he's hitting the bone. Um, so that's that's half the description <laughs> there uh there is there is actually another four paragraphs of what he actually did to the body Jeez. um so he's basically turned her her accommodation into a butcher's shop yeah he skinned her to the is bone what, is basically I, yeah. I have the picture here and again it's it, as you were reading it i'm i'm like checking these things off like head mm -hmm. tilted arm close to the body like it is the the it doesn't even look like a human. That's how, no. like, it, it does not even, like, I, except for the arm, everything else is taken off or turned inside out. So the, I yep. cannot imagine, even looking at this now through a screen, like, this doesn't seem real. It, it, it's no. heinous. Okay, I'm sorry, but wow. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, so that that's what he basically... Uh, did that's the last uh, canonical five um, yeah. yeah one of the canonical five that's the last one it's mary jane kelly and then he the story goes he he disappeared um however there were a lot more after this yes um which are completely dismissed 
or some people believe them there's, there's a lot of arguments over over them but it's generally accepted that there may have been another 10 victims wow. um, but we, we, we don't know at the time uh, so that's that's the actual uh, ripper there and you, you can basically tell from what we've told you is he actually got worse as he went on yeah uh, so this this guy was absolutely brutal he you, you could see almost like a descent into madness from the actual way he was treating his victims you know, it was bad enough how he started out but um you know given all the time in the world he clearly clearly was was taking pleasure in what he was doing yeah it, um, it's interesting uh because those all happen within the span of a year and the next po possibility of him striking uh, well, Mary Kelly was November 9th, 1988. Uh -huh. And the next possible link is July 17th, 1889. That seems like he struck quickly and he struck within a few months of each other. And for him to wait all that time and start up again, and then Alice McKenzie is this victim, but uh, it's an homage to basically the first victim, um, whatever her name was, I'm so, I feel terrible, but uh, Martha Tabram, and it, like the skirt was lifted up just a little bit, like liver removed, or kidney removed. So I, for me, as someone that doesn't know much of anything about this, it's like, that's a little too far-fetched. The timeline's too off in what? He's going to go back to square one? I'd figure the next time he would hit, it would just be like one bone is left and the room is just covered in blood, you know? So um, yeah. It, it doesn't logically make sense with the facts that uh, I think Mary Kelly had to have been the last one based on the information you presented. But w what the hell do I know? So, yeah, no, it's um, it's 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 in it's very interesting. I mean, he may have got more, he may have got less. Yeah. Uh, we we just don't know. There could have been copycat killers at work. Mm -hmm. uh, you literally would have had to have been caught actually doing it uh, to actually be arrested. Yeah. Now. Uh, what happens after that that's the thing is why has this actually stayed with us uh, for so long because this is yeah why is he so famous I mean uh, uh, and you know I think I think the reason he is so famous is he is the first uh, mediaized serial killer he's the first one to actually be held up as oh this guy's a serial killer and the media are publishing stories about him um and that's what that's what you've got here you've got this guy actually carrying out his business and the media are, are lapping it up because they know it sells papers uh, everyone's in a state of absolute terror and panic um but it's selling newspapers that's the thing yeah. and all you got you're all the wacky theories after this um you know and you, you got you got things like um basically anyone caught doing anything slightly strange in the area you were going to have a mob after you because they they wanted this guy caught um and ridiculous things like um one guy called william holt uh he he was he was caught with his face blackened with soot hanging around at night and when when he was actually arrested he explained he was looking for the killer himself hmm. um you know so you had a lot of, a lot of eyes on this uh, he was actually, yeah, this, this guy was a doctor and he said he was using various disguises to actually try and find the killer. Sounds like what a killer um, would say, okay. Yeah, that's it. It's just like, yeah, it sounds like what a killer would say. <laughs> um, and, you know, you've got a lot of a lot of different suspects. There's just way too many to actually go into detail here. Um, you've got, a, a, it's like, there, there, there's literally, it, it could be anyone, that's the thing, okay. is... You've got um, uh, one one of the ones I always always had a had a thing is a chap called uh, Aaron Kosminski, um, and he was he was kind of suspected of being one. Um, it, was, it just happened to be around at the time. He was known to have uh, been insane uh, around the time and. He's 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 one of the ones. Is a lot of people suspect him. Um, you'll find for, for anyone reading it, there's a Tumble T. That's another name that 
is often okay. thrown around. Uh, just, just, just way too many to actually tell, tell me go about through. this woman, or the, the the theory that it's a woman. Did I hear you correctly? Yeah, uh, there's one. Yeah, the Jill the Ripper theory or Jane the Ripper theory is um, it's rather a woman. It's postulated by um, a chap called Frederick Abiline, um, who was one of the investigators into uh, the Ripper case because what happened is. Uh, in London, you've got two different police forces. You've got the Metropolitan Police, you've got the City Police. And the City Police do one square mile of the City of London, and the Met does the rest, so you had a crossover in departments. Um, oh. Now, it's Abilene, who normally is portrayed in fiction as um, the... For some reason, they always pick Abilene as the policeman investigating it. Mm. Um, he investigated the Ripper, and he thought it could have been a woman. Wow. Uh, yeah, so why why he thought it could have been a woman is it's... Uh, who could move around the night without the suspicions of anyone else? It would have been a woman. Um, you know, who, who could walk around the street with basically immunity and not be suspected them? It would have been a woman. Um, so... You know, who would have an alibi for being finding a, a dead woman's body? It'd be a woman. Uh, it's it's kind mm. of quite quite a loose theory. Yeah, I'm not um, buying it, but okay. No, interesting. And the theory is that if it was, it would have been a midwife. Okay. Um, yep. Knowledgeable of yeah anatomy. I okay. I, definitely doable. Uh, but we'll never know. Do you think there'll come a time that they, they figure it out? I mean, has it been too long? It's, it's been way too yeah. long. Um, I I think um, I I mean I've read I've read a lot of a lot of books on Jack the Ripper. Um, one of the ones I, I would recommend is uh, They All Love Jack, and it's um, eleven hundred pages. No one's going to read and, that. Okay. No, I mean I, I've read that, but that's me. Wait, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's very good. It does actually. He this guy's spent twenty five years going through all the evidence he's not interested in being a ripperologist he's not making a career out of this he's just literally god i want to do this from a very sterile point of view sounds thrilling great yeah he he does actually find a lot of evidence it does does suggest uh he he found the right person um but whether it was or not we don't know he does actually kind of attack the whole ripperology thing as well um because he goes in the fact that anyone doing these ripperology things, they they don't want to actually find them. Have it solved? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they of don't course. want to find it because it, this is their living. Yeah. Um, which, same as Bigfoot. It's the same thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I just want to jump in and add one positive thing. Haha. <laughs> Not really, but there is a great, great, great board game called Letters from White Champ Chapel. Um, and, and okay. it's all based on this. It's, it's long. It takes an hour and a half to like three hours. Um, but one player plays Jack the Ripper, and the goal is to take the five victims before being caught, and the rest are police detectives who have to like work together to get them. But I've heard nothing but amazing reviews. So um, I know we're going gruesome and everything, but if you want to get even more immersive, like this is the game, Letters from Whitechapel. It is really good. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's... It, let me ask you in london now like is it basically not spoken about you said or like are they selling jack the ripper knives jack the ripper like body bags like um not not really i mean the he he has evolved into uh this image of this guy of a top hat and cane coming in through the mist and the fog uh but it wasn't like that at all there was no mist or fog at the time uh, because it was 1888 talking, and that didn't exist yet yeah they, they hadn't invented it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so we're talking you'd stick out like a sore thumb being yeah. in the area dressed like that uh you know all eyes would be on someone walking around like that you wouldn't dare walk around like that at night um so and, you know this is a time as well is people people imagine this at the time of being an area of little winding streets or horse-drawn carts mm-hmm. to give you give you an idea they had a tube system going at the time as well mm-hmm. they actually had a tube into the area so we're talking this is the modern world kind of merging with the old world still but wow um a, a lot of the stuff that's actually you, you kind of see in films it's all stylization it's not actually 
actually the truth um you know there's a lot of link where oh it was a member of the royal family and it's why was there a member of the royal family doing this just seems truly bizarre that you'd even think that um yeah. uh you know i don't think you can actually answer who he was um other than i think he was probably a very very sick man yeah uh who either was arrested for something else uh, or he killed himself. I, I don't think he stopped. I think he was either stopped, he was either murdered, he was either committed, or he committed suicide. I kind of think uh, that's that's kind of where he went because the ferocity of what he actually did, uh, that man's not stopping. No, unless he is stopped. So yeah, and that's a yeah. You know, we've seen it with um, you know serial killer psyches like say Ted Bundy. The guy would escape from prison. Actually, you know, that's another thing. Ted Bundy escaped from prison yeah. twice. Jump, jump um, and out of and yeah, while he's out, you know, just for jolly, people know he's out and he's on the run. He goes into a sorority house and murders two women. Yep. Um, while he's actually, you know, being suspected of other murders, yep. um, you know, these, these people aren't stopping. No, um, they can't. No, they, they can't at all. I mean, you'd have got arguments like BTK. He kind of took a break for a bit. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, he, um, Dennis Radar, he went off and raised his kids. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's right. You know, so they're very, very, it's, it's a very odd disease, this compulsion to, to murder. Um, he was, I think Jack was more of a, I think it was a man that snapped. I don't think it was a, a slow build-up. I think this is someone who snapped and was just descending into madness. Um, you know, if it was if it was done today, I think he'd last maybe two killings before he was arrested. Um, and this is the thing: if this guy had been arrested, you, you wouldn't hear of him today. No, no one would care. No, the myth wouldn't. Uh, you know, it's it's open and shut case. There's no, you know. Uh, you don't know maybe like when they took him to court he did something crazy and like uh i don't know it, but i think it's a myth that will keep going and going and going because it's unsolved you know all of these things we've spoken about this month is just it, it's unidentifiable some of them literally but you can't really place your finger on it you can't say well that's what it is um there's plausibility to it and with jack the ripper it could be anyone but there is proof, unlike some of the other episodes we spoke about. There is definitive proof because there are dead people there. Mm -hmm. People saw it. It's happened. So this is the first of the kill a killing type uh, myth we've tackled. And uh, sad, really sad that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I know I'm going back and forth that, you know, Things were so bad at that time that they're like, we really need to stop this. We need to catch this guy. Granted, they didn't, but like the way you were describing it, it was just so terrible that this was the breaking point. Um, and people banded together to try and uh, find him. So at least good on them. But we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah, and it's 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 the, it's the sad thing about the Ripper is he's basically he's almost like a franchise in himself. Yeah. Um, which is it's. it's terrible really when you think about people it's kind of glorifying what he did by making this oh well he did this and yeah. kind of going over the details of his crimes well, so like netflix um, documentaries you know it's the same thing it's it, it, yeah that it's, that publicity he got was the equivalent of a netflix special now you know absolutely so yeah absolutely and we'd um, watch it back then and we'd watch it now and i'm sure back in 1888 people were like glued to the newspapers and wanting to know more so there's just a weird fascination that some of us i'm not going to say all of us have but um about this type of thing it's mysterious it's horrific it, it borders on the line in realm of sanity as why someone would do this so fascinating deep dive yeah, I mean, to give you to give you an idea, we, we actually had, um, you know, five miles up the road from me, we actually had a serial killer um, yeah. who did who killed five prostitutes in the space of a month. Yeah. And again, everyone was absolutely gripped. Yeah. 
by we have the same thing here by what happened we still have yeah, uh, one uh, on the loose very famous you know so uh it's it it's fascinating it's horrifying and it makes you lock your doors at night so uh I, I, these things are not going away uh there are terrible people everywhere and yeah it's it's horrifying and that's why we're covering it because it's october and it's spooky yeah it's, it's hot october and uh you know these are these are the real monsters people need to be worried about yeah yeah so well good job len very very nicely done sir i, I enjoyed that that was uh, uh sick <laughs> and so are you but you're not dead so i guess i won't be carting around your body all over london and going to uh ripper tours but if i do come over that's definitely on the list now so thanks for that absolutely yeah um yeah if you if you are interested or you have your own jack the ripper story or thoughts on it you can tweet us at t grumpets pod uh, you can email us t grumpets pod at gmail.com and you can leave us an audio clip which we will happily play on the show um we'd love to hear from you and if you do enjoy the show if you can go and give us a little like and subscribe and maybe tell other people about the show and uh what you like about it we do like to throw out a mixed bag um mm -hmm. and i do hope you have enjoyed this episode on jack the ripper but for this week i have been glenn and i have been jack at uh, mike <laughs> we found you <laughs> damn it <laughs> and we will be back next week with another thrilling halloween episode take care